Hello and welcome to the 26th episode of Woman, Conversations for the Curious, a podcast I created for women looking to squeeze more juice out of life. I'm Amy Crawford, founder of The Holistic Ingredient. I'm a mindset therapist, whole food lover, and more than a little bit passionate about helping you feel comfortable around what it is to be a woman. Today's episode is brought to you by my membership program, The Vitality Revolution. Today, I feel called to chat about the notion of self-sabotage, not only because it's a hot topic in my therapy practice, but also because at the time of recording this episode, I'm in the middle of a 30-day clean up my act challenge. And it's actually been really interesting to witness my own behaviours, self-sabotage behaviours amidst spontaneous and extended lockdowns in Melbourne and the discomfort that comes up around that and how I've reacted Years ago, I put myself on a seven-day mindful eating journey or program, and I actually blogged about it at the time. But what I did is I, I wrote down for seven days what was drawing me to food and how I was feeling at the time of consumption. And it was so interesting for me to witness the peanut butter <laughs> rears its head quite readily when I'm feeling pissed off, um, a little bit sort of acutely stressed in a moment, or maybe sort of feeling a bit out of control. And you can probably, this might resonate with you, but sometimes what can happen is I'll literally just find myself standing at the pantry door with a teaspoon in a crunchy peanut butter jar, suddenly realise what I'm doing. And going to put this heaped teaspoon of peanut butter butter in my mouth. And and in that moment, often I catch myself. And because I'm on this clean up my act challenge, not to say there's anything wrong with peanut butter, but it's um, eating a lot of peanut butter is not in line with my ultimate goal, um, which is to feel much more comfortable in the wedding dress that I will be able to wear one of these days, I hope. Um, But what I'm finding is as that peanut butter is heading to my mouth, I'm noticing that most often I'm not in the slightest bit hungry. (laughs) And the great thing uh, about becoming so much more mindful about your behaviours, your sabotage behaviours, is is just that you, you start noticing. And so what I'm doing now when I go for that peanut butter is actually really allowing that pause asking myself, are you even hungry? Because I would go, if I'm really hungry, then sure, I'll have a heap teaspoon of crunch peanut butter. But mostly I'll say, I'll ask myself, well, what are you feeling then? And I'll be like, oh, I just feel really pissed off. Or I just feel really uh, frustrated or stressed or something. And so then I put the teaspoon back <laughs> or not. Now, in short, the most obvious issue associated with self-sabotage is that every time we do self-sabotage, our goals just get further and further and further away from us, which becomes so immensely frustrating and often means that we just quit. So maybe like me, you've got a get fit or weight loss goal or maybe you've got a relationship goal or a detox your life goal, just, you know, trying to get up some alcohol or some cigarettes or whatever it is, or maybe it's simply prioritising your self-care. 
or reading more or, or connecting more with those that you love. And but sometimes we're left we're left wondering why can't I ever get there? And I will hear that a lot from my clients. I just don't know what it is. You know, every time I start losing weight, I put it on again. And um, every time I think that you know I should do something good for myself, I find something else to do, and I scroll on social media or I binge on Netflix instead of connecting with someone. And I don't know why that is. But the short answer is simply this. We have to get out of our own way. The only person stopping us achieving our goals is ourselves. But equally, it's really easy to blame the external environment, isn't it? It's really easy to blame the pandemic for the fact we can't get to a gym and keep fit when, you know, there's pathways and beaches and parks outside many of our doors. Um, it's really easy to blame our boss because we're having to work so hard and not don't have as much time to prioritise self-care. It's, it's very easy to, to blame the external environment. We end up, and what, what happens is we end up in a cycle of setting goals, quitting on them, and then confirming to ourselves that we just can't do something, but then we start all over again. And part of the issue there is just what I said. We confirm to ourselves that we can't do something. So going back to my therapy practice, that's something just there that I work on quite readily with predominantly women who, who come to me who will say, you know, losing weight is really hard for me. I can't, I can't lose weight. Um, when I get to a certain amount, I can't get any lower. And so they're confirming over and over and over again in their minds and to those around them that they can't do something and that becomes your truth and our truth. And then maybe a little bit of time goes by and we get to that point where we really want to have another crack. We start all over again, but we know that the cycle is always the same. So I want to start this chat with some examples of self-sabotage because actually I think for many of us, self-sabotaging behaviours aren't even really conscious. I remember years ago, a wonderful coach saying to me, tell me about your self-sabotaging behaviours. And I said, oh, no, I don't have any, <laughs> which is absolute bullshit because I think all of us self-sabotage from one moment to the next, but I just wasn't aware. I wasn't conscious of my behaviours. So here's a list. Here's five different self-sabotage behaviours. So maybe you feel really stressed or angry and instead of dealing with that challenging emotion, you do what I do and we go to the peanut butter jar or the block of chocolate or the alcohol to buffer that discomfort. So instead of going outside and screaming or going for a run or punching your pillows to process that anger, we buffer it by having the drink um, or the peanut butter or whatever it is to try and ease that discomfort, which ultimately, of course, doesn't help. So another example is that, like, let's say, for example, we would like to start a new business or project, but any new business or project usually requires getting out of our comfort zone. So we delay booking in the call with a business coach day after day after day or booking in a coffee with someone who can help us or, you know, and ultimately we probably just tell ourselves, oh, I just won't be able to do it. I just, I, I don't, oh, it's going to feel icky. Oh, I'm going to have to put myself out there. Oh, I haven't got the confidence. And then the business just never starts. And so a year later, you're still talking about it to your friends. And this is, you know, I'm a prime example of this. I, I, um, I had... You know, years ago, I wrote an e-course that actually has never to this day seen the light of day um, because during it, I got so overwhelmed 
with the enormity of everything I needed to do that I ended up just quitting and it's sitting on my it's sitting on my computer and one day it'll probably come to light because since then I've you know I've garnered a lot more experience around sort of online courses and this kind of thing but nevertheless I self-sabotage and I just quit now another example um, of self-sabotage is that often um, our mind feels really cluttered and really overwhelmed and what we might need in that moment is to take 10 minutes at least each day to meditate as an example or just sitting outside in nature or just you know switching everything off but instead what we do is we choose to scroll on social media which clutters the brain more impacts our nervous system etc cetera, etc cetera, because it's easier it's easier to scroll mindlessly than to feel into the discomfort of sitting still with the thoughts that come up for us. A fourth example is like, let's say we decide we'd like to get fit and lose a couple of kilos. So we commit to a plan to get there, but by day three, we've given up because that's just what always happens. And feelings of being unworthy might creep up. But there's this belief in our minds that, oh, I'm always really good for the first few days, but then something always happens and I just and I just quit because it all feels too hard or I'm really good for a few weeks and then I don't know um you know as soon as things as soon as my clothes start feeling a bit more comfortable um I just think oh I must be there now and I've got it now and you give up and then a final example is when we might feel lonely and disconnected and instead of reaching out to friends to arrange a, a catch-up we might choose to binge five episodes of Netflix, self-perpetuating the feelings of loneliness and in turn numbing ourselves. So I wonder if any of these examples resonate with you, maybe all of them do in some way. And if so, what we need to acknowledge is that we do have it within us to break the cycle, but only we can do that. And it's not up to anybody else and it's nobody else's fault if we do or we don't. But if we do want to break the cycle, I think so much of um, us breaking that cycle comes down to consciousness and being really aware of our behaviour. So from my perspective, there are three steps to breaking that self-sabotage cycle. Firstly, you need to look at why you self-sabotage. So, for instance, maybe you feel that you lack self-worth, which is very common for a lot of people. Maybe you don't believe you deserve success or to feel really great about yourself. Maybe you feel you don't believe that you deserve happiness. We just don't feel worthy of the good feelings we may experience when we achieve our goal. This is a huge one for a lot of people. So focusing on your self-worth, um, learning to love yourself is a crucial first step. Another reason why we might self-sabotage for many actually is also the fear of success. So worrying, worrying we're not qualified enough or skilled enough, um, but also fearing what will happen when we get there. You know, when we fearing success for many people will require you to shine. And there's a fear of that. It might be a fear of being seen and a fear of what other people think. And what if you fail, which is the next point? What if we fail? So we resist putting ourselves out there because that might bring humiliation or rejection or shame. 
So again, it comes back to really learning to love yourself for who you are and trying, enjoying that process, letting go of the fear of what other people think. So what if you do fail? You start a project, you have a good crack, you put a lot of time and energy, maybe some money into it and you fail. But what's the worst thing that can happen there? And obviously, failure can, can come with some immense challenge, but, but also it helps us get much clearer on our direction in life and what lights us up and what brings us joy. You know, some of our greatest lessons come from the failure, from failure itself. So another reason we might self-sabotage is also around that sense of comfort and control. So we can't accept un the uncomfortable feelings when we go for what we want. So we stay in our comfort zone and instead try to over-control the outcomes there. So hopefully one or several of those points resonated with you too because looking at why you do is, is most definitely the first step because only when you've got a clear idea of why you're self-sabotaging and can you then identify the self-sabotaging behaviour. So, and this is the second step, identifying your self-sabotaging behaviour and looking at what you actually do when you're self-sabotaging. Self -sabotaging. So one, there are four different areas of self-sabotaging that I want to share. One of those is buffering. So we buffer uncomfortable feelings we might feel while we're trying to achieve our goals with, for instance, overeating or drinking, overspending, overscrolling. When we buffer with false pleasures that ultimately, in many cases, harm us to a degree, we land back in a cycle of starting over again and again and again. So alcohol is a prime example. Alcohol will dull and buffer and soften the anxiety or the really challenging feelings. But unfortunately, what it does is then exasperates those feelings. So you have a few drinks at night, get up the next morning. It, alcohol is known to fuel anxiety. So your, your anxiety is still there. The anger or the stress or the pain or whatever it is you're feeling is still there, but it's probably now been exasperated. So we're back in that cycle. So we buffer. Another way in which we um, another way in which we self sabotage is, is through procrastination, a really obvious one. So, you know, for example, the fear of failing or not getting the result we want straight away or as quickly as we would like um, means that we will often just procrastinate. We just put off actually moving forward because sometimes moving forward feels too risky. But the issue with procrastination is it only elongates the feeling of discomfort. They never go away. You know, every time we procrastinate, we, we, we you know, we, we feel, we exasperate that discomfort because we have to keep thinking about it, don't we? So when you think about, oh, I've got to go on. I've got to go and I've got to go for that run. I've got to go whatever, you know, I have to, I have to, I have to go and clean that part of the house or I have to go and start that new project or whatever it is. Every time we put it off, it's still, we mull over it, don't we? So we're elongating that discomfort. Now, another form of self-sabotaging behaviour is another obvious one, which is quitting. And if something isn't happening fast enough, which is often the case when we might be looking to lose a bit of weight, 
if it's not happening fast enough, we quit. Or it could also be someone who is um, setting up a new arm of their business or setting up a business and they think, well, you know, I should have made this amount of money by now, so it's obviously not working, I'm going to quit. So we stop turning up and we just give up. And again, the issue with quitting, much like procrastination, is the ultimate goal simply gets further and further and further away from us. Um, the final area of um, the final sort of type, if you like, of self-sabotaging behaviour is negative self-talk. So what happens here is we literally talk ourselves out of achieving what we want all day long. We tell ourselves, oh, I'll just never get there. I'll never get there. I always try and always give up. It's just the, it's just the way it is. You know, I, I can't do it. I'll never be able to do it. I haven't got the strength to do it. I can't get out of my comfort zone. You know, I'll just fail. And anyway, what are people going to think? I don't know what I'm doing. How could I possibly do this and set up this business or this project or, um, you know, go out and find a new relationship because I haven't had to do this for so long. I don't know what I'm doing and I'll just fail and I'll look stupid. So that negative self-talk, just, oh, it, it's, it's such an enemy, isn't it, to, to helping us aspire to those goals and achieve those goals. So the final step around um, breaking that self-sabotage, for, for breaking that self-sabotage behaviour is, is literally to then change your behaviours, your emotions and your thoughts. Um, self-sabotaging behaviours are a choice that we make every single day, often multiple times a day, and we can stop choosing to do them. So it's about becoming aware of your behaviours that can often be ingrained habits and really difficult to recognise at first and challenge the negative thoughts that come up with logical positive self-talk. So I actually think a really great, a great idea here is to keep a journal and to track the patterns as I did years ago when I did um, my sort of mindless eating week. So I know I am so aware of my peanut butter habit that mo mostly it's anger or acute stress that takes me to peanut butter. So it's really good to be aware of that. Now, another way you can become aware of your behaviours actually and, to, and, to, and certainly to change the negative thought patterns and the stories you're telling yourself is to use EFT. Tap on the beliefs you have that you self-sabotage. Tap on the belief that every time I start something, I quit. Or tap on, the, tap on the fear of failure or tap on the belief you're not worthy. And you can jump over to my Instagram account, theholisticingredient.com. I've, I've shared a couple of videos on, on tapping to help you. You can just follow my lead to, to, to remind yourself where all the the meridian points are on your upper body, but tap, tap those thoughts out of you every day. And another great example for turning these thought patterns around is to use affirmations morning and night because the words we use become the house we live in. So positive affirmations can be really, really powerful. Um, another step here is to be brutally honest with yourself. Recognise when you're telling yourself stories. Okay, most often we are telling ourselves stories that we can't do something, that it's all a bit hard, that, you know, they're, they're just stories. So when you, so notice the thoughts that come into your head and ask yourself, is this a story I'm making up and telling myself? Something else we can do and we need to practice doing is to lean into those uncomfortable feelings and process them properly instead, of course, 
of buffering them with food or alcohol. So, so rather than moving away from uncomfortable feelings, which, you know, in doing so, they're never going to go away, in, rather than don't move away from those uncomfortable feelings because if you can just sit within the discomfort and process those feelings properly, you will, you will move a step closer to achieving that goal. And the more you lean into that discomfort and you process it, the more you will strengthen um, your resilience because every time we feel discomfort or a challenge is thrown at us, we have to dig deep to get up and out of it. And every single time we do that, we build a resilience muscle, right? So lean into the discomfort. You know, if it's anger, go to your bedroom and punch the pillows, go outside and scream, go for a run. If it's sadness, just give yourself time to let the tears come. And there's always a sense of us feeling them, processing them, and of them gently drifting away. So another, another way in which we can break, in, in which we can change our behaviours, our emotions, and our thoughts is to start by really focusing on enjoying the small wins. And, and this, is, this has been really paramount for me during this 30-day challenge because what I decided to do at the outset was to get excited about how I get to feel as I started working towards my designated goal. Okay, so every day what I do, so even if, for instance, I'm having a stressful moment, I think, oh, by the way, I'm just going to go and eat some chocolate bullets. I'll just have three. And then I think to myself, but hey, you know, you might think, well, three bullets. But at the end of the day, this is just a, this is a silly example. But then I think to myself, yes, but, but how are you going to feel once you've eaten them? Are you going to feel disappointed in yourself? And how would you get to feel if you say no to them and instead go for a walk or eat an apple or something else? So what I do when I get up each day is imagine how I get to feel by the time I go to bed that night because I stayed really true to my daily commitments and I imagine how great I get to feel in my skin um, as I work further towards the, the designated goals and I imagine feeling so proud of myself for being so committed and for, you know, succeeding in those goals. So the, the words... I get to are really, really key. So instead of, oh, I've got to go for a walk, I've got to go and get some exercise, change it to, I get to go for a walk because you know that after when you come back from your walk, most often you feel great. And you know that if you choose to have this beautiful, big, scrumptious salad, you will get to feel vital and more energised the next day than if you sit down to a massive bowl of carbonara, particularly if you're gluten intolerant. Now, the final way in which we can, we can change these behaviours is by practising self-care and self-compassion. And this is really key. Like, don't beat yourself up when you sleep up. If you have a day where you just, oh, everything in your external environment starts feeling too much and you think, you know what, all I want to do is sit down and eat that huge burger or all I want to do is go and catch up with your girlfriend and have a glass of wine or whatever and that's what you need, then go for it. Make the conscious decision but don't, but be really mindful of not beating yourself up after the process Be and be really wary of telling yourself that just because you stuff up on a Tuesday means you have to wait until next Monday to start again. Just start where you are in the moment. 
just acknowledge, okay, you know, this wasn't one of my best days, but I got, you know, you know, catch up with my girlfriend was exactly what I needed and, and it's all okay and just jump back up on the horse and, and kick off again. So be really kind to yourself in this process is, is a really, a really core message because we are all human. We have a lot of immense challenges being thrown on us at the moment. I think for me on a personal note, setting a challenge during lockdown has been, uh, was a really, really good decision for me. And in fact, during 2020, I was in the midst of a 16, 16 month abstinence from alcohol. And I think that was probably really well, a really great decision for me as well, because what I'm choosing to do with this time is just focus on the stuff that is going to make me feel better, that's going to give me more energy, that will keep me more positive as I work to deal with the discomfort of, of all the bits and pieces that come up. And to me, this feels like the ultimate, ultimate choice of, you know, self-love and self-care. So go gently. I, I hope that these words have landed where they needed to. Um, and I look forward to chatting to you again soon. Thanks so much for listening. This was episode 26 of Woman, Conversations for the Curious. If you'd like to dig deeper into your self-sabotaging behaviours, grab a monthly subscription to The Vitality Revolution and work through our super handy self-sabotage workbook to help you clarify your behaviours and then kick them to the curb. Your first step to behavioural change is self-awareness. You can learn more about my membership program and find all relevant show notes for today's episode over at the holistic ingredient forward slash 26. Until next time, stay curious.